Good morning, Black and White Nation. Happy Tuesday to everybody. How is everybody doing today over on Rumble, YouTube, and Twitter? Uh, Rhodes, how you doing, man? Good morning, Mr. Matrix. Good morning, everybody in the chat. My goodness, I gave everybody a heads up. We were going to be late because of the massive news involving LeBron James's son, Bronny. Just a heads up before we get started. Look, we got all kinds of issues with LeBron, but look, we're praying for your kid, dude. Um, yeah. That's god-awful news. That I is mean, horrible news, man. In case you guys don't know, um, the report dropped down about, what, 25 minutes ago or so. Rhodes had called me and said, hey. Bronny was at USC's uh, practice and collapsed from cardiac arrest. He was unconscious. Um, I just dropped the video a few minutes ago on it. That's why I was shooting it before we actually um, went live, so we're a few minutes um, uh, behind on that. Go ahead, Rhodes. Let me reenact John's uh, uh, reaction. What? (laughs) John said, what? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's real, dude. What? And and you know what? I brought up the fact that this may be the one thing that actually um, starts to wake people up on all these young athletes. How many videos we did on Sports Channel about these young athletes collapsing? I can't even tell you. A lot of them. 40 to 40 to 50 between both channels, maybe. I mean, we were making like two or three a day at one point. Yeah. Oh, we could still... If we wanted to search them out, I, I guarantee you every other day one would get dropped between one of these channels. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. And, and it's just, not just, just cardiac arrest. There's been strokes, cardiac yeah. arrest. I mean, just random craziness around some yeah. kind of like cardiovascular. And we're talking world-class athletes. Young, between the ages of 13 and 25 years old. Yeah. That is yeah. roughly the age range right there. Yeah. And this one here, since it's actually LeBron James' is a son, it may actually start to wake people up and say, hey, what is going on with this? What is causing this? Now, I got my speculations. I'm pretty sure you guys do, too. But we're not going to dive into that here. Okay? Uh, um, all, I can, all I can tell you is... I might have put RFK Jr. in the thumbnail. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't even touch on that, though. I, I, I know, that. I know, I know, but yeah. I, I, I would have been. That's the one thing I was thinking as soon as we got off the phone was, man, I had been hard-pressed not to put RFK Jr. in that yeah. thumbnail. I yeah. really would have. And while the background music was going on, I was listening to a Sports Wars video on it. Uh, Ryan, they put out a video. Um, let me go ahead and acknowledge the chat here. Over here on Rumble, we got 32 people already in the house. Appreciate it. Of course, Rhodes is here, Black and White uh, Sports. Bart1979, that says, I wish LeBron and his family the best. I hope his son fully recovers. What well, the good news is, is that he is actually awake right now. So that is good news, but um, that's all we know right now. Uh, Dragon Smoke 90 is in here. Um, and Rudidus, Rudidus is here. And Patel Ron is here also, a supporter of us as well. Who do we got on the YouTube side's roads? On YouTube, we've got Bobby. We've got Goodnight Munchie. We've, he brings up Jamie Foxx. That's an interesting timing. Forrest, yeah. Terrence W., Mike Dawson, Kirk O'Bain, Mrs. Rance, Salty Cat, Connor Akers, Jersey Dolphins, uh, Osmora199, Jared Weaver, Scott Nixon, Norma, Natalie Firecrackers, Joe Bob Purdue, Jeff Painter, Manny Lamont, Tuck talk of the morning to you, Manny, <laughs> Kathleen Johnson, uh, let's see. Toy Mafia, Omar Smith, Mark Turner, Papa Cotton, Richard Neal, Victoria Benag. I hope. I'm sorry if it's not. Iron Man, Alfred Wayne. Wow. Hellstorm 1986. Al Bundy, fresh with his hand out of his pants. Misha and Paul Sherman. That's it. Wow. Got through them. Here we go. 
Nice, Rose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, if you want to, guys, you ah, can't even talk, man. If you guys want to support the stream, uh, drop super chats or rumble rants. Uh, we appreciate all of the support. And to support us even more long term, become a member at blackandwhitenetwork.com. Um, silver memberships over there get you on the panel. Uh, we're having a lot of fun on those uh, Friday streams. And um, if you're listening on Spotify and you wanted to uh, watch it, it's on it's on uh, paid subscribers only over there on, on Spotify. I got it out a little bit later. I ended up putting it up on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to try to do it all on Friday, though. So keep that in mind. Um, YouTube memberships also as well. Click that join button if you're right here on um, Black and White Network and support us so you get access to those streams as well. If you're listening on podcasts, make sure you subscribe. And very quickly, shout out to all the new subscribers on the podcast. Yeah, Rhodes has exploded. Man. Um, Spotify over there. Um, yeah. We have our biggest um, uh, podcast over there with the Jason Aldean stuff. How, how many plays did one of them get like 1100 plays last oh, yeah. time yeah one one of them is almost at 1300 oh 1300 the, okay the the follow-up is almost at 1100 then we've got a couple that's well up into the s- several hundreds at this point uh jason aldean has been big news on the podcast yes so it's B- it's big really news on youtube too man yeah big yeah, news well, on youtube as well so uh, appreciate it guys and uh we might as well just go ahead and get into this we already got 108 people over here on youtube watching and uh we'll get to any super chats and rumble rants that actually come in but let's go ahead and dive into this man because um yesterday i believe like yesterday evening we found out that there was a dead body found around barack hussein obama's Martha's Vineyard Estate, $12 million mansion, you know, but um, Barack Obama, you know, he's talked about uh, being oppressed. Um, maybe Barack Obama should actually be telling people how he became successful, you know, uplift did, people. Did anybody catch Hillary Clinton scuba diving out there anywhere? Just wondering. Yeah, just just did, wondering. Did they see her scuba diving? Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Did Was there anybody that was within the, the range of, of the prison that Jeffrey Epstein was in any, did anybody catch any of that? I mean, was, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm kidding. Sort of. Yeah. Here we go. Over here on the post millennial man found dead on Obama's estate identified as Obama's personal chef. Now this guy was allegedly uh, paddle boarding, and it was like eight foot, eight feet of water in a uh, in a pond, and he drowned. And he was actually a White House uh, chef when Obama actually went to office, and then Obama was like, "Hey, they became pretty close," and he said, "Hey, why don't you come and work for us when we left the White House?" So his name is um, Tafari Campbell. That is the name I believe he was um. 43 years old, Rhodes, 43, passed away. Rest in peace to this um this man. Uh, he's also married and has kids as well, man. So this really Yikes. sucks. Really sucks. Yikes. Now, let's go ahead and um, read this. The 43-year-old man who drowned while paddleboarding off the uh, Egertown uh, coast of Martha's Vineyard on Sunday has been identified as the personal chef to Barack and Michelle Obama. Tafari Campbell was a White House chef before coming on in the on in the uh, personal. What in the world did post millennial look at this roads? Tafari Campbell was a White House chef before coming on in the personal employee. <laughs> Come on, post millennial. <laughs> Who actually edits this stuff? I mean. Dude, they've been around far too long for that bullshit. And, and it's That's Libby, ridiculous. man. And it's Libby. Libby does a lot of good work for post millennial, man. But this, I'm going to have to um, correct them here. Tafari Campbell was, was a White House chef before becoming the personal employee of the Obamas after Obama left office in 2017. There, I fixed it. 
actually did a video the other day, man, on some website I was reading. I had to do two edits in my video because they completely messed up the words in the article. Dude, I, said, I, I had don't to do one. I don't, I don't I want to sound to like an one idiot. with Outkick the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, divers recovered his body just before 10 a.m. from uh, Ergotina Great Pond, on which the Obama's family $12 million mansion lies. Obama got more than one, too, by the way. In the past, Campbell wrote the words, still can't swim. In the form of a hashtag on Instagram, that is him right there. And I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's really small right there. And he does actually uh, say that. But it says here, another social media post showed the chef swimming and seemingly doing so decently. Yeah, this uh, clip right here. There's no sound on it, but this is him. Actually, um, swimming right there. That's him going right there. What the heck? The <laughs> guy swims just fine. Yeah. You know what? I was in a Navy man roads huh. and um, I never enjoyed swimming. Uh, when you go to boot camp, you actually, for your swim test, you actually have to jump off a high diving board and it's an Olympic sized swimming pool. I believe the water's like 15 feet deep. And I didn't feel comfortable doing it first. So I went and did some swimming lessons. It was a waste of time. That I was like, all right, let me just dive into it. And, and I can actually hold my own swimming, but I got the basic qualification and the rest of my four, four years in the Navy, never touched the pool again. And people may say, well, you were in the Navy. How do you not, how do you not um, swim? Well, if you fall into an ocean, guess what? You ain't going to be swimming. Because the way that the protocol for like um, when you have to abandon ship, you have like a tether to another person. You have your rubber ducky. You actually have to jump into the water and then inflate it while you're underwater. That's the way it actually works. But they did have swim call in the ocean one time. I was like, nah, I'm good, man. I ain't getting there. That water may be down there with the Titanic, man. I ain't doing that. Yeah. No, <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah. Dude, dude, I uh I was gonna join the army. And dude, literally the only reason I backed out, I'm I'm fixing her pill back the curtain. It's because I found out I was going to have to swim. And, dude, I'm terrified of deep water. I'm terrified yeah. of deep water. Like, like send me in the battle, but I'm terrified in the, of deep water. I, 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 dude, I tried to learn how to swim multiple times. My, my sister it was a 40-year lifeguard and swimming instructor. She tried three times. I never learned how to swim. I never could figure it out. I just, huh. they had to bring me, the last time I tried, they had to come down to the bottom of the pool in Liberty City, Texas, and pull my ass back up and throw me on the sidewalk. I just couldn't get it down. Yeah. I couldn't get I, swimming I, down. I don't, I don't, I don't know don't why. Do, I don't do swimming, man. I do not do swimming. Yeah, I was in the Navy. I mean, that makes absolutely no sense, but um, I'm good with sailing. I'm good with being on the sea. And I remember the first time I actually went out to sea, I got so seasick, man. Extremely seasick. I remember I was in indoctrination um, on the ship because, I, you know, I'm just a newbie. And they asked, oh, is anybody uh, seasick? Because it was rough waters. I just I, My head was on the desk and I was just raising my hands like, yep. And then I saw this person just vomit. <laughs> and then I went. I went right. To, I went right to medical. I was like, "All right, I need Dramamine." I took the Dramamine, and then um, I was good. But I did actually throw up one other time, like a few years later. It finally happened. It took me like three years. I was in uh, in combat, and then I was just about to trash can, and I was like, <laughs> "Because you 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 want to know some uh, serious um, nasty stuff that you don't see on uh, TV." This is stuff you won't see in the last ship, okay? Okay. When the ship is actually going um, side to side, you're okay. When it's going up and down, you get seasick. So when I, when you stand and watch on the bridge, I remember, man, everybody had their throw-up bats tied up to them. And you have people, because they don't watch, they can't go anywhere, and they would just puke in a bag, in a plastic bag. So the officer of the deck, the conning officer, the hellsman, all of them had it, man. 
I mean, this this time out of the sea was really, really bad. And you want to know the worst part? You do realize you do have toilets, right? Yeah. Those those toilets don't flush all the time. And when you got rust seas, roads, I can't tell you how many times I've seen piss and shit all over the oh, all over the go. floor. Here I'm just go. dead serious. That's stuff they don't want to tell you about. So that's the nastiest shit ever. And you don't always have water. I remember we didn't have water and everybody was pissing in uh, Gatorade bottles. <laughs> you would see oh. people just go walking around the ship with Gatorade bottles and go to the fantail and just throw it throw it over the side. <laughs> Yeah, the the things we do to serve our country, man. I got yeah. way off track, man. Uh, about but yeah, it's it's okay. I'm I'm still I'm still thinking about uh, being at the bottom of the pool, and and I'm looking up at the top of the pool, and, and I'm like, okay, well, here's what I'm gonna do. I can remember being down there, going looking up, going, okay, so I'm gonna jump up off the bottom of the pool. And I'm just going to start doing this and see what happens. And yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't, I didn't come yeah. back to the top. Oh, All it was right. scary though. Yeah. Let's look here. It says, uh, "quote Massachusetts State Police said Campbell was from Dumfries, Virginia, and was visiting Martha's Vineyard at the time of his passing." President and Mrs. Obama were not present at the residence at the time of the accident. See that? That's a red flag right there. So obviously. He wasn't living there because I believe there was some speculation that he may have been living there with him. They're saying that he was there visiting. He's a chef. Why would he be actually visiting Martha's Vineyard if Barack and Michelle aren't even there? I thought he lived on site as their chef. Am I missing something? That that look right here says was visiting Martha's Vineyard. But Barack and Michelle weren't even there. So don't you find this, I, this is all I'm going to say. Don't you f- find this timing odd in conjunction with the very story that you and I talked about on here towards the end of last week? That's, I, I think that is so weird that randomly right after, right after some comments were made about Obama and speculation. Next thing you know, this guy, this guy's gone in eight foot of water. That's a, Are you? he's a obviously a good swimmer. That's kind of weird. I'm isn't not it? trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but are you trying to say that maybe a little hanky May, panky with well, or, or somebody knew something? Somebody they wasn't knew supposed something. To know. Yeah, just saying. I mean, I mean we, you've heard about the uh, the Clinton hit hit list, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't believe that's what they actually call it. I think it was like called like Clinton uh, kill list. I don't remember exactly what it was. Uh, but the Obamas praised Campbell saying, quote, Tafari was a beloved part of our family. When we first met him, he was a talented sous chef at the White House, creative, creative and uh, passionate about food and its ability to bring people t- together. In the years that followed, we got to know him as a warm, uh, fun, extraordinarily kind person who made all of our lives a little brighter. That's why when we were getting ready to leave the White House, uh, we asked Tafari to stay with us, and he generously agreed. He's been a part of our lives ever since, and our hearts are broken that he's gone. Today, we join everyone who knew and loved Tafari, especially his wife, Sharice, and their twin boys, Xavier and um, Sabin, and grieving the loss of a truly wonderful man. Man, sad, man. Sad. Rest in peace, man. Um. Let's see here. The Obama's multi-million dollar vacation estate on Martha's Vineyard saw a massive response from emergency responders when accounts emerged of a man dressed in black without a life preserver paddleboarding off the coast. He was seen to be struggling. Another paddleboarder had been uh, with the male at the time and saw him go under the water. Wait a minute. Hold on. The recovery was made about 100 feet from shore, where water was around eight feet to eight feet in depth. Numerous agencies responded, including uh, Egerton uh, Fire and all island fire departments, local police, state police patrols, air wing and detectives, uh, the Dutes uh, County uh, Sheriff's Department and the Coast Guard. 
So he actually had somebody with him. Did that guy not try to save him? It doesn't not, say. It I doesn't mean, say. That, that's odd. I mean, that's odd. Another paddleboarder had been with the male at the time and saw him go under the water. You would think that if you saw him go under the water, you would actually, you know, go. I mean, it's only eight feet. Like something. Something, yeah. right? Yeah. That's weird, man. That's very strange. Yeah. I just find That's it to be a very him. strange story in general. Yeah. You know? Yeah, very, very strange story, man. I mean, the sous chef, not living there, but he was there. He's been around Obama a lot throughout the years, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, one would, it, it would lead you to believe that Look, if he was a chef and he was in the room when there were a lot of different, I'm sure a lot of different conversations that took place over the years, even between if, him if and, they were that close, and Michelle, yeah. you know, think about that, you know, and Brock probably looked over, you know, not to repeat this, right? You know, I mean, just, yeah. just, you hear, you know, you hear a lot of things and then. One thing leads to another, and you're like, hmm, you know who knows about a bunch of this crap? The chef. Wait, what? Well, that that's going to be a problem. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, just just throwing that out there. I, You know, I'm not saying that he just didn't absolutely turn over in a paddle boat or whatever and just drown. Just like they say. Yeah. But... I think there's nothing against asking questions. Right. You know? Man. Ooh, man, rest in peace, man. I remember there used to be another guy that used to be around um, Obama. What was his name? Uh, Reggie? Remember uh, Obama? They used to, the media used to, like, um, you know, praise Obama because he had a Blackberry. I think the guy's name was Reggie. I think he actually worked for Obama for a little bit, but I, I don't remember. Here he is, Reggie Love. He was a personal, he was a special assistant and personal aide, commonly referred to as a body man to U.S. President Barack Obama. Let's see. Huh. When was he? Um, well, he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he was dead. Yeah. But everywhere that Obama was, he was there also as well. Oh, he played for Duke basketball. I didn't know that. Oh, he did. Hmm. Interesting. 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 All right. Um, let's go ahead and go over to Net Story Roads because um, this is interesting right here. Now, in Florida, Florida, and I talked about this last year. The Democrats were saying that um, that Florida didn't want to teach black history. That was a lie. Ron DeSantis even came out and said it is a requirement to teach black history. And they are now teaching black history, right? They are. Yeah. Did they but ever stop? They never stopped. I mean, they never stopped. They never they stopped never. teaching. Period. That the, the stopping of black history never yeah. took place in Florida. It, it never happened. Yeah. But however, in Florida, they do have these uh, curriculum uh, guidelines for the teaching of slavery. And the Democrats are outraged. They're saying that Ron DeSantis is trying to say that, um, that slaves benefited from slavery, it was like it was a good thing. Nowhere in the documents does it actually say that. And by the way, Ron DeSantis has nothing to do with this, by the way. Believe it or not, it was actually black academics that put this curriculum in place. Rhodes, did you know that? It seems to me like, do you think on a, on social issues, DeSantis is actually getting drugged more than Trump the last couple of months? Maybe. Um, at least, at least. Not, be, not like Trump. I mean, Trump well, is in like Florida, him. they have murdered Ron DeSantis over this stuff. Yeah, but Trump, and they're trying to throw Trump in jail. 
<laughs> it's way worse. Well, Trump. I, I'm yeah, but I'm talking about just strictly on things like CRT and yeah, yeah, you know, because Cold the War stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, though, man, when it comes to this whole thing right here, though, we got video clip here because um, this one guy, black guy, who was actually on the curriculum board, was on with Jesse Waters. We got the whole clip. In case you guys. Oh, have yeah. not seen what uh, what Kamala Harris is talking about. She's talking about um they they can't do this to us or whatever. Kamala Harris family slave owners, slave <laughs> owners in Jamaica. Barack Hussein Obama slave owners because his mother's white, his white side of the family slave owners. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and Kamala Harris, Indian. Just throwing that Indian, out there. Too. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's a convenient black, I guess you could say. <laughs> we're we're signaling in the black out of the bullpen. We we need you to reach down deep, Kamala. And, and, and uh uh resurface your blackness for the sake of checking boxes. <laughs> I mean, it is it's utterly ridiculous, man, how this fake outrage from uh, Democrats is is taken off. Um, let's go ahead, Rhodes, and um, dive into this uh, video clip here. This is Jesse Waters, one of the few good people over there at Fox. Listen to this. It's eight minutes, so let's play it. Today, another controversy in Florida. It's not about COVID. It's not about don't say gay. It's not about book banning. It's about slavery. Remember when the left accused Florida of not teaching slavery in schools? Now they're saying Florida is teaching slavery, but they're teaching that slaves benefited from slavery. The vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, is the tip of the spear for this hoax. In the state of Florida, they decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us, and we will not stand for it. They she sounds so fake, too, man. She <laughs> sounds fake. <laughs> want to replace history with lies. How is it that anyone could suggest that in the midst of these atrocities, that there was any benefit to being subjected to this level of dehumanization that's what i wanted okay Rhodes. wow let's okay. say for example okay let, let's say for example let's say i was a slave okay and my job as a slave was to be a blacksmith okay then i get my get my freedom and then i actually you know what I got these skills here as a blacksmith. Why don't I actually take those skills and better myself and become a blacksmith? Democrats saying, oh, no, you, you, you can't you can't say that. You can't. It's a fact. This did some of these slaves not actually take the skills they'd already learned and, and apply oh, that sure, to their freedom. Sure. Turned yeah. them into turned them into a trade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 made a made a living after learning learning those trade skills. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, nobody can change that. That's the thing. Okay, yeah. that happened. Yeah, that happened. Wow. Uh, let's continue on. Yeah. No one's saying slaves benefited from slavery. No one's saying that slaves benefited from being torn out of their continent, stuffed into deadly slave ships, and brutalized by their masters. No one's saying that. Anyone who read the curriculum knows that. Primetime read it. It's a rich, thorough, and rigorous curriculum. Even which CNN covers slam, over 400 years of the black experience with slavery. Now, one element in this year-long course covers how, quote, slaves developed skills which, in some instances, could be applied for their personal benefit. Instruction includes trades performed by slaves, blacksmithing, carpentry, agricultural work, that through their resilience and aptitude were able to develop under horrific conditions. And then by their freedom are also used to benefit their families once they're freed. Now, there's nothing controversial about that. That's historical fact. Even CNN says Kamala's lying. Well, it's amazing to me that 
how little Kamala Harris apparently has to do, that she can read something on Twitter one day and be on an airplane the next to make uh, something literally out of nothing. This is a completely made-up deal. I looked at the standards. I even looked at an analysis of the standards in every instance where the word slavery or slave was used. I even read the statement of the African-American scholars that wrote the standards, not Ron DeSantis. But Bingo, you heard that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Black people did. here wrote the standards, not Ron DeSantis. That's coming from CNN right here. I mean, if you guys want to know a reason why Kamala Harris is actually more unpopular than Joe Biden, this is a prime example right here. The scholars, everybody involved in this says this is completely a fabricated issue. And yet look how quickly Kamala Harris jumped on it. ABC News, which is owned by Disney and it's out to get Ron DeSantis, spoke to one of the academics who created the curriculum. He said this. It is the case that Africans proved resourceful, resilient, and adaptive, and were able to develop skills and aptitudes which served to their benefit, both while enslaved and after enslavement. But what ABC didn't air was this. The only criticism I've encountered so far is a single one that was articulated by the vice president and which was an error. As I stated in my response to the vice president, it was categorically false. It was never said that slavery <laughs> was beneficial to Africans. What was said, and anyone who reads this will see this with clarity, it is the case that Africans proved resourceful, resilient, and adaptive, and were able to develop skills and aptitudes which served to their benefit both while enslaved and after enslavement. One of the authors of the Florida curriculum, Dr. William Allen, joins me now. So, Dr. Allen, why do you think Kamala Harris is being dishonest? By the way, Dr. William, William Allen, so he's a expert on this stuff. Yeah, look two, look, two things can be true here. Slavery was one of the most god-awful things that ever happened true. in the history of this planet. And some slaves develop actual trade skills and skills that benefited them post-slavery. Yep. And even and in a lot of cases, help them ha make a living. And Both things all, can be true. And yeah. well, third of all, then, it was a global institution. Slavery there was. Slavery, was. There was slavery yeah. in Europe. There was slavery in, in Africa. There was slavery in Asia. Believe it or not, guys, the vast majority of uh, black slaves, guess where they went? They went to the Middle East with the Muslims. Uh, should it be pointed out that some blacks actually had black slaves? Yeah, yeah, they did. That, that was a thing, in, in, too. In New Orleans, man, Thomas Sowell says that one out of every three free black people in New Orleans were slave owners. And get this here. You want to know the reason why you don't actually see um, many black people in the Middle East right now? You want to know what they did to their black slaves? It was horrific. The black males that were enslaved, they cut their balls off. Yikes. They castrated them. That's why you don't really see black people over there in the Middle East now. Because they took the women and the women just kind of like merged into, um, um, you know, Muslim society because they were reproducing with them. Yeah, they don't teach you that. About what's being taught about slavery. Permit me not to give you... Kamala Harris's motives. They are invisible. I don't know them. We can all have suspicions that there's a dishonest purpose afoot. It's political. But what's more important than that dishonest purpose is the truth. And this curriculum is devoted to telling the truth, whereas Kamala Harris has retailed a lie. Now, it may only have been a falsehood the first time she stated it, but when you repeat a falsehood, it becomes a lie. Tell her right now what specifically this component of the slavery course teaches. Well, permit me to have Frederick Douglass tell her. He wrote an autobiography in which he described how the mistress of his slave owner began to teach him to read. She pulled back the curtain through which a glimmer of light shone before the master forced her to close it. But that glimmer of light was enough for Frederick Douglass to illumine a bright flame that he exploited to his benefit and his country's benefit thereafter. 
Such examples are numerous, and they are retailed in the stories of people who suffered the indignity of slavery time and again. And quickly, to permit me to say, what this curriculum is about is having people who live the experience, who live the history, tell their stories. And nothing is more important than that we never, ever erase the stories that the people who live the stories tell. No one has a right to interpret before first understanding the stories as the people who lived them understood them themselves. Are there academics that disagree with your scholarship? Well, there are certainly academics who call it into contest. Whether you would consider Heather Cox Richardson an academic or not may be questionable, but she has at great length questioned it. But her questioning is as irrelevant as Kamala Harris's falsehood, even though she correctly cites the sentence that was called into question. Why? Because what is being done here is the attempt to create stories for our time and impose them on people who told their stories in their own time, thereby erasing their stories. And that means my Bingo. story, by the way. Because after all, my great-grandfather came to this country through fraudulent inducement, looking for opportunity only to find himself a slave. But he had the pluck to seek opportunity. And that pluck that he brought with him provided the skills, provided the initiative that allowed him post-slavery to establish his family securely. And this is the story of millions of people. Those stories must be told as the people who lived them experienced them. And no one should be allowed to erase those stories. Why do you think some people are uncomfortable having a conversation about the graphic and real nature of what slavery was like? Because they have an agenda, and they only want slavery to be told from a certain perspective. Indeed, it's a wonderful irony when you think about it, that they are accusing the workforce that developed this curriculum of embracing the positive good school of slavery. That 19th century abuse, which I have refuted in my scholarship and many other people besides, these people are saying this is what's being presented in Florida. It is an absolute falsehood. If anybody is presenting the positive good school of slavery, it's the heirs of people like Calhoun and Tawney and Woodrow Wilson who continue to propagate the false picture that the birth of the nation was nothing but slavery. I can point out quickly enough that Frederick Douglass and Ida B. Wells in 1893 demonstrated in protesting the exclusion of blacks from the World Fair of 1893 amidst thousands of lynchings, that the accomplishments of black people post-slavery were the accomplishments not just of black Americans, but the accomplishments of American principles. And that is the truth that people seek to deny by erasing the stories of the people who lived through the histories. Well, Dr. Allen, thank you for seeking the truth. I wish more people could have this honest conversation about our history. It'd bring a lot of Americans together. Thank you. You're most welcome. Hey, Sean Hannity. So there you have it there. And it should be noted, people are bringing it up in the chat, absolutely human trafficking is still happening. There are yes, definitely yes. places where slavery... The, look, the Muslim Uyghurs right now in China are, are, are slaves to... Well, some there's more, even to, there's even more to slaves Disney, today. There's yeah, more slaves yeah. today than when slavery was actually legal. Yeah. No doubt about that. No yeah. doubt about that. Uh, I was going to say... Um, something here um about when you said that my mind just went kind of blank there I for mean, a second what's what's crazy is a race in history does not change history yeah you know i mean it why would why would everybody not want to know about the atrocities that happened back in the day and want the honest truth about it why would they want to get rid of that that seems to be Part of being human is learning learning not to repeat history's most horrific acts, you know, and to be aware right. of those acts. And it, it's baffling, but that's what that's what the left wants to do, actually, is sort they of act like this stuff didn't happen. History. Yeah. They want to make it seem like, you know, because really after the Civil War, and I'm pretty sure the left doesn't want you to um to hear this. But after the Civil War, man, black people really started flourishing here in this country. It started flourishing. But you want to know 
exactly where black people started to fall downhill again? A Democrat, Andrew Johnson. Now, I'm a bit fan of Abraham Lincoln, but I believe his biggest mistake was making Andrew Johnson his running mate, who was a Southern Democrat, by the way. Oh. So when, when Lincoln was assassinated, Andrew Johnson came in, and by a lot of means, people have voted him the worst president ever. Reconstruction stopped and set the country back, led to the rise of the Klan. And then after that, Ulysses S. Grant, a Republican, he ended the Klan. <laughs> but the damage was pretty much already done right there. Democrats have stalled black people throughout our history post-Civil War. Everything. It's still, it's still happening today. Yeah. Look at look around. L look look at your look at your Democratic run cities. Yeah. They're all shitholes. Uh, how many people um got shot in Chicago last week? Thir thirty three all the while Brandon Johnson and his minions are wanting to start a Chicago income tax. Something that has turned Detroit into uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just baffling, you know? Yeah. I, I, uh, nuts. Let's 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 further take the kneecaps out from underneath the the middle class in your city. Let's make people poor if we can. Yeah, that'd be that great. is and that then is ridiculous, move, man. They'll move out, leaving the even poorer people more high and dry. You know, that was actually, um, and I don't blame them for wanting to move out of there either. To be honest, I don't. So. I was actually no. reading something uh, the other day on Twitter. Um, the post said, how do you upset a Republican? You lie to him. How do you upset a Democrat? You tell him the truth. We're <laughs> 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 right on the money with that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, it doesn't help. It doesn't help that we have people out there like the the lady that created that sixteen nineteen agenda, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so. Rick, Rick Payton in the chat says uh, she had black, mostly red dot in it. She's not even half black. Her father is not. Isn't her she father's a quarter like, black. I think. She's she's about a quarter black. Yeah. She's about a quarter black. I mean, her family was slave owners in Jamaica. Slave owners. That aligns with Democrats. I was going to say that. She's perfect that, for, that, for that a Democrat. Her, she's a perfect Democratic vice president. <laughs> a perfect Democrat right there. Yeah. Yeah, they, these huh. people are liars, man. Kamala Harris, man. You notice, no, you notice Democrats, they're starting to attack Biden, but yet and still, they're not propping her up. They are they're strangely silent about Kamala these days. Have you noticed they, how quiet they, Democrats they wanna, are about Kamala? You know you want to know why? She got a couple of couple of um infinity stones of wokeness. So say black <laughs> and woman That's very, very and good. so say woman of color. Yeah. So yeah. three infinity stones right there. So if you go after that. If you'd have then just been a lesbian, you're done. you'd have hit that Britney Griner <laughs> trifecta, the Britney Griner hat trick. You came this close. You came that close. Yeah. But trust <laughs> me, Dem Democrats don't like Kamala, man. They despise her more than Biden. But they don't want Biden. But also they know, just as we did, Kamala would, would be even more She would be worse. Because oh, yeah. she's incompetent. Absolutely. She doesn't. She is terrible at her job. Terrible. Man. Hey, look, Joe Biden at times seems like he's unaware due to dementia. She's unaware due to stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yikes. I mean, you can at least use the, the excuse, hey, Joe Biden, he's old and probably losing his mind. Kamala is only like, what, 56? Something like that. That's it. She's just yeah. dumb. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Deep voice Brittany. 
I'd like to thank everybody that yeah. had us out today. I'm so thankful to be home from uh, Vladimir Putin's clutches. And I can't I can't wait to get back to the WNBA and the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, shout out to my lovely wife. <laughs> uh, we got the Rumble Rants here on Rumble. From Mike has bad knees for $2. DeSantis' problem was... Uh, that he wasn't prepared to answer questions about the curriculum. He should have been ahead of um, what questions were going to come from the media, but he wasn't. I'm not exactly sure the contents of that. Um, all, I highly doubt he would actually know the inner workings of all of the details of that. That's not really his job. That's why they had this commission. I mean, DeSantis' objective really is, hey, we ain't putting any wokeness in this. We're just going to tell the truth. Now, the Sanchez is not a historian. The guy that right. on, on with Jesse Waters, Ph.D., he's the expert on this thing. So it's actually his job. The Sanchez's job is kind of to guide it and say, hey, let's just tell the truth. No propaganda. That's all it is. But anybody with a common sense brain would actually be able to say, hey, if this guy was actually a shoemaker when he was a slave and he went out there and he applied those skills to being a shoemaker in real life to make a living, what's the controversy in that? Right. So, um, manufactured like a lot of it, yeah. <laughs> that manufactured controversy. You know what? No, be so funny, man. If you actually, um, if you can actually, uh, dig up, all of the uh, former dead slaves and just transported them to today, they'd be like, what? I mean, black people voting Democrat at 90%? Yeah. Really? Yeah, what happened? They'd be, they'd be like, what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> All right. We appreciate that, um, that uh, super chat. If I can change. And you can change. Everybody can change. Yeah. Good old Rocky Four, man. Yeah. Rocky I'm in the Ford. back. Everybody can change. <laughs> Everybody can change. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. Well, I yeah. did. Uh, smash that thumbs up button, guys. We appreciate it. 147 so people on YouTube and, um, 38 people watching over on Rumble. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys um, uh, watching right now. Got, got one more story here, man. Uh, let's talk about um, MSNBS. Um, you guys may know it as uh, MSNBC, but I like to call them MSNBS because they're full of BS. You know that they're all on the side of uh, Megan Rapino, right? Oh, man. the brave, stunning, and courageous one? Are we? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. That's who we're talking about? I care so much about women's rights in sports. I'm working so hard to make sure that everything's fair. Let Oh, Leah Thomas? Yeah, let her come on in. Let, yeah. Give Leah a tryout for the U.S. women's soccer team. Yes, definitely funny how uh, Megan Rapinoe is now retiring and... Well, not that she's retiring, but she's pushing to actually have men and women sports now that she's actually announced her retirement. And, of course, as far left as MSNBS is, they're all on board with this. This came out because the World Cup is going on right now. This came out a few days before the World Cup. Look at this. This is from MSNBS. Why Megan Rapinoe's retirement matters for... Trans soccer players. <laughs> FIFA is currently reviewing its policy on transgender players while legislative attacks on trans people persists across the country. This is how crazy MSNBS is. Oh, my God. Not, yeah, well, not only that, but FIFA actually reviewing it is also crazy. Yeah. I think FIFA is going to ban ban trans um, athletes from competing against women. I mean, look at cycling. Cycling says, not, nah, ain't going to happen. 
And I believe yeah. that's um, it, it could happen. I don't. You've got a lot of woke social justice fire around soccer, though. So that's going to be interesting this, to see how they handle true. this. This is true. Now, check this out. Mega Rapino announced on July 8th that this World Cup, which kicks off on Thursday, would be her last, marking the end of an era for women's soccer. It could also be bad news for transgender athletes who have found a, uh, a vocal and a powerful ally in the former U.S. women's co-captain. Well, Megan Rapino just started speaking out on uh, trans athletes um, about 10 days ago. About 10 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, now that I'm retiring and don't have to compete against biological males, yeah. let them all in. Yeah, but Jennifer Say reminded Megan Rapino the other day, hey, you, you, you lost to 15-year-old boys, which they did. Five to two. They couldn't beat boys, not men. They couldn't beat boys. And this article is pretty long here, but um, I just want to bring up um, a few things here because they mentioned here. Now, check this out. It says nearly 12% of players in this year's Women's World Cup openly identify as queer, non-binary, uh, bisexual, or lesbian. This is a significant uh, statistic, all the more so when compared with last year's uh, Men's World Cup, which had no openly out players. And this is to say nothing of the sport's enormous queer fan base. Thing is, though, when it comes to um, men, men in sports... Even the gay ones, man, they're not really social justice warriors. Like when um, when Carl Nassif actually came out as gay, would you consider him a social justice warrior? No. It, no. In fact, really and truly, outside of the media trying to make that a big deal, he just came out and then he went and played football. Yeah, that's, that's that was it. the that was the extent of it with that Carl was Nassif, it. really and truly. But the thing is, the Megan Rapinoe's man. They're so focused on their sexuality and the identity politics. They're trying that again. Off. They're trying that again with the gay strength coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but that didn't get any momentum either. Nobody no, cared about no. that dude being gay either, really. Now, in case you guys don't know, the the strength coach for the Jaguars came out as gay. He was actually on with a gay sports website, but I'm willing to bet. He's not going to go out there before games and be talking about uh, gay rights and all this other stuff. Won't happen. Carl Nassif, after he came out and said he was gay, you never heard from him from him again about anything gay. He's just playing a game. And but the thing is, Rhodes, right here, twelve percent of the players, you notice that um, not one of them said anything about trans. Not one. Not one. Not one. I mean, MSNBC seems to be all on board with Megan Rapinoe's crusade right here. Now, the thing is, I could be wrong, Rhodes, but um, trans soccer players, can you even name one? Not one at all. What are the uh, odds that um, MSNBC can actually name one? Pretty low. Probably you know. pretty low. Yeah. And then, of course, MSNBC talking about um, states or um, attacking um, trans people with laws and stuff. I want to know what law is actually stopping a trans person. What rights do I have that they don't have? I'm still waiting on that. Yeah. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah, of course yeah. it's going to be crickets. But that's MSNBC for you, man. Very, very dishonest. So Megan Rapinoe is going to be okay if she looks up and like, what is it, 11, 11, 10 or eleven? So if if the guys, if the guys, if the guys saunter out at about six three two twenty onto the soccer field against the, can you imagine against the women of Vietnam? Look how look how small those ladies were. Yeah, yeah. That's going to get ugly. That'll be the most embarrassing thing that could possibly happen on a world st world stage. Yeah. Would be that. Yeah. L looking like Wanda from In Living Color out <laughs> in there. In Living Color. Trying, Shout out to Jamie Foxx. Yeah, trying to play soccer. Yeah. Stop it.
crazy. Okay, ridiculous. Uh, we got a super chat from Mick Walsh for two euros. The <laughs> I, love Plus trans I love it. Hijack, uh, Canadian soccer team. Did they? You got to give us a little bit more insight on that. Oh, one, maybe they. Uh, what was I reading? I think that person's non-binary. Don't they just go by like a singular name? I think of whoever he's trying to talk about. I, I remember I seeing something uh, about uh, a trans or a non-binary on a Canadian team, maybe. Um, really, that doesn't do me. Um, yeah. Not to be confused with trans Heiser Bush. Not <laughs> yeah. to be confused with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I got a special one here for you, Mick. Quinn! <laughs> Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you, you did. I lied. <laughs> this, I cut this you is, off roads. This is what he's referring to. Let me let me share it with you. Uh, Canadian soccer player Quinn. Oh becomes yeah, becomes the first trans and non-binary gold. I medalist. remember. I remember that now. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, think I, I remember I, that. I think now. I did a video on this person. I think you did. It was either me or you that did a video on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember now. Yeah. I guess Quinn is back in, in the whole thing. Are they in? Quinn Quinn World Cup. Let me look. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it looks like they're groundbreaking. BBC Sport groundbreaking first out transgender player at FIFA World Cup. Just has one name like they think they're Prince. Quinn. 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 Yeah. yeah. I remember that now. All right. Rhodes, I am out of stories here. What do you got? Well, I've got, uh, you know what? Let's Let's pivot. I forgot I had this. Just so we can get everybody's take on this. Because I want to see what you think. Let's talk about former MVP Cam Newton. I roughly glanced over that a few days ago, but I, I didn't. I don't know the details of it. In fact, let's see. Before I jump in, because I didn't know if I was going to do this story or not, but let me let me pull up the video on the side so we can switch over to that in a second. Because okay. he had he had a run in with. Uh, a teenage, a couple of teenage boys. In fact, in fact, let's just let's just look at the video before we jump into the story. This is what happened here. Um, Cam Newton. Okay, so he's out at this football camp. Just to give you guys some background, and there were some kids out there, okay. heckling, heckling Cam Newton, giving him the business. Basically saying, hey, we got as many rings as you've got, Cam. I th this won't be the first time some kids have actually went after Cam, I believe. Didn't some it happen did last it, year? Some did it last year, Oh, too. yeah, when he, went, when he wasn't playing. Yeah. So he, he comes back, he answers the kids, but it's, it's his body gestures during this whole thing. What the hell is he wearing? Yeah, who knows, man? I mean, who knows? He's he's concerned more about fashion than he is actual uh, quarterback play, I believe. Let's take a look at this. Yes. No, yes. not me. Yes. I'm not you. Grant, tell me about it. Show me a picture. Show me a picture. I got an autograph. Show me a picture. I got a question. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, we got the same on those. No, but we don't got the same bank account. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> So, John, let's remember Cam Newton's what, 32 years old now? He's a grown ass man. He is a grown ass man. And just to give an idea, this was that basically they were just giving him a hard time. Hey, uh, you're a free agent, you're not on a team. Uh 
And he come back and said, well, we don't have the, he said, I've got as many, the, the kid said, I've got as many rings as you do. And Cam comes back and says, we don't have the same bank account, obviously referring to the fact that he's made all this money. Right. But the, and I'm going to be, I'm going to tell you what's crazy about this. I've been shocked how many people have been praising Cam Newton over this action, the, this retort that it's, it seems immature, man. Why? It's kids. <laughs> it's kids. Exactly. Exactly right. Look, I understand they're teenagers, but teenagers can be in general sort of assholes and punks. We know that. Um, but you're a 30, I believe, 32 year old former National Football League MVP that once went to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Your he, biggest, ain't never been, he ain't never been the same since he went to that Super Bowl. Your biggest gripe is you honestly believe there are th- you're better than 32 other quarterbacks. But this is just what I'm going to throw out. I'm just going to say this. The kids were assholes. I get it. Yeah. Can you possibly imagine Eli Manning getting heckled like this and acting that way back to the no. kids? No. E- Eli would not do that. I believe those kids did that because they know how Cam is. Because Cam has done this before. I, I, I'm just talking about the answer. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They they know that they, they're going to get some crazy reaction from Cam. Point I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe you would get that response from Dak, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we, we speaking of Mahomes. A kid wanted an autograph the other, the other week from um, Mahomes on a golf course. And Mahomes said, hey, I can't give give out a autograph. Yeah. So I do it for one to get a give song. His approach was okay. Cam Newton, that approach right there, he's acting like he's a 15-year-old kid, man. Would you say that his response is um, – because I saw this response and was like, oh, this is why you ain't got no team right now. Yeah, this is your character you're, does matter. You're you're look when you you're a quarterback in the NFL. You are a CEO of a football team. You're the face of the franchise. Can you imagine any other NFL quarterback doing this on camera to a no. fan? Because I can't think of. In fact, I'm going to be real. The last one that I could think of that had any kind of reaction. In this sort of way, there was a quarterback is Ryan Leaf losing his shit in a locker oh, yeah. room one time. Like 20, 25 years ago. This is exactly why Cam doesn't have a team. Is this kind uh, also, of... Also, his skills have eroded. His skills have eroded, but, uh, dude, you got the maturity of a, a 19-year-old. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Wow, come on. I, I was floored by that. I, I can. I mean, would you if if Cam Newton's got the skills he's got, and knowing his maturity level, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out and say it. He's never playing in the NFL again. Oh no, he's done, man. You know, I mean, Cam, Cam is. You already know I wasn't the biggest Cam fan. I actually like my quarterbacks to to be able to throw the football. Cam can't, can't throw the football. I can't even remember Johnny acted this I mean, way. His I, I, MVP season roads, he completed 59% of his passes. That's not good enough, man. He never should have won it, dude. We no, know that. Tom Brady was better than him that year. That was a media-driven thing. I remember. It was a media-driven thing. Tom Brady was better across the board. Absolutely. Yep. And it wasn't Absolutely. even really close. But He's, the Panthers course, were 15-1 and won that season. The Wokes on Twitter – are dragging those kids. Oh, a rare W by Cam. Oh, Cam Cam really told him, really showed no, him. No, he didn't. He was And I'm like, no, he didn't. Showing he embarrassed how immature himself. He, is. he embarrassed himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Mick Walsh, two Euros. Von Miller ruined Cam Newton. Go Broncos. Of course, Mick is a big Broncos fan. Yeah. Uh Thank he's you part, for he's that. He's partly not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for that uh, super chat. Where do I want to go now? Uh, let's go with this one. I shouldn't. 
do it. Oh, rest in peace to Chris uh, Lee's head. Okay, um, I'm lo I'm looking. Somebody in the um, comment section said Carson Palmer 2015, but I went back and looked. I don't remember him doing anything. You remember Carson Palmer doing any anything that? No. Was a major blemish on far as character goes, or any of that? No. I was I a Carson Palmer either. fan too, man. Man, if he did not rip up his knee, man, That's that right. dude, and he that already had a really good career. He Carson Palmer had a really good career. He probably would have been Hall of Fame like if he didn't rip up his knee. He could really play. I think there's a chance that team wins the Super Bowl that year. They were uh, yeah. 2003, right? Uh, I think that oh, was oh, no, no 2004. No. Yeah. I think it was 2004 when um, he he ripped oh, up his no. knee. No, no, I, I think it was a lot later than that. He wasn't even no, on no. It was it was early on. He was with Cincinnati when that happened when he ripped up his knee. Oh, you're talking about? I'm talking about that really good late deep playoff run when he blew his knee out. Oh, I he was blew talking his about knee the out in the playoffs with the Arizona Cardinals, and that was a probably. I was a talking Super about Bowl the injury team. he had with the Bengals. Oh yeah, the the that the original injury. He yes, had. yes. Um, he he was he had an MVP like season, and then he got hurt. I believe in that first playoff game. This is the year 20, 2015, Carson Palmer went thirteen and three, forty six hundred yards, thirty five TDs, eleven picks. Was second in the MVP voting that year. Yeah, that was a really good Arizona Cardinals team yeah. that year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yep. All right. Um, we got anything else, Rhodes? I think that's it. I All think right. That's good. It. Good. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, coming out. Shout out to everybody on YouTube and Rumble. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another live show for you guys. Be safe. Peace. We're out. Till next time. <laughs>